The Future of Podcasting. This is my keynote presentation from Podcast Midwest 2015. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 222. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I was greatly honored to get to be the opening keynote speaker for Podcast Midwest 2015 in Chicago, Illinois. And this was very different from what was originally planned. It was originally going to be that Eric Fisher and I would co-present on how to improve your podcasting workflow. And as part of trying to restructure things, because their original opening keynote speaker had to back out last minute, they asked me to be the opening keynote speaker. So Eric Fisher took the presentation, How to Improve Your Podcasting Workflow, and he did that one as a solo presentation and did a great job with it too. I heard a lot of gasps from the audience while Eric was presenting when he would share some tip or something that was just one of those like head exploding moments where you'd realize, whoa, I could do that. And that would save me a lot of time in podcasting. So he did a great job at that. And he will be resharing some of that content at some point on his podcast, which is part of Noodle Mix Network over at beyondthetodolist.com. So what I did for the opening keynote of Podcast Midwest was to speak on the future of podcasting. Before I share this recording with you, I want you to know that this doesn't contain the things you might expect from a future of podcasting presentation, because I didn't want it to contain that kind of information. Most of the stuff that people will say about the future of podcasting is simply everything that we already have, we're going to have more of it. We're going to have more mobile devices, more people podcasting, more podcasts making money, more technologies and apps, and all of the stuff that's just more, 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 more. Yes, that's certainly in the future of podcasting, but I didn't want to stand up there and just say, everything that we see now, we're going to see more of it. I wanted the keynote presentation to be more dynamic. I wanted it to be unique content and really look at what is going to change in the future of podcasting. So I did share five predictions for the future of podcasting. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes for episode 222, then visit theaudacitytopodcast.com slash future 2015. And here's my keynote from Podcast Midwest 2015. In 2004, podcasting was created by Adam Curry and... Dave Weiner, when they invented podcasting powered by RSS technology, where it is media files enclosed in uh, a special enclosure tag, they created podcasting with that in 2004. Then Apple has tracked 1 billion podcast subscriptions, and that's just as of 2013. And that's just iTunes and the podcast app for iOS. That's not counting Android. That's not counting all of the other platforms out there. That is just iOS and 
the Mac platform and Apple platform with iTunes. Since then, though, in the more than 10 years that podcasting has existed, people have launched global platforms for sharing their voice with podcasting. Podcasting has risen to the attention of mainstream media, getting mentions in major radio shows, TV shows, broadcasts, books, newspapers, authors. People are talking about podcasting. 46 million people listen to podcasts. 46 million Americans listen to podcasts every single month. And when Apple even mentions something like the 1 billion subscriptions number that they mentioned a couple years ago, you know they're proud of it. Apple does not mention numbers they're not proud of. Apple sees a future in podcasting. And today, podcasting is giving thousands, millions of people education and entertainment that they can take with them with the devices that go with them everywhere they go. And this is just the beginning. I'm going to tell you five predictions for the future of podcasting. Imagine, podcasting, if it was a person, wouldn't even be in high school yet. It's that young. But as young as it is, podcasting is in a courtship right now. And the wedding bells are about to toll. So there are going to be, this may make you a little uncomfortable, a lot of marriage metaphors in this because I do believe we're going to see a marriage in podcasting, and that is my first prediction for the future of podcasting. We will see new and traditional media marry. This happens in many different fields. What always we see is that new needs the old. Spoken word was the first thing. Written word needed the spoken word. Then broadcasted content needed the spoken word and the written word. The internet needed broadcast, TV, radio, the written word, and the spoken word. We need old media, traditional media. But at the same time, old traditional media also needs new media. New media brings a new perspective, a new approach, new ideas, new talent to the space. Many of us, just look around, many of us are not radio show material but we have a voice now on the internet, a global voice. And that's the awesome thing about podcasting. But this does get a little bit awkward because in the marriage of new media to old media, all of the former partners are involved. Can you imagine if you're married or you're about to get married, can you imagine at your wedding having all of your former relationships present, not only present, but participating in the wedding, not only participating in the wedding, but helping the wedding. Awkward. (laughs) But that's what happens with new media and this marriage between new media and traditional media. Radio, TV, internet, written word, spoken word is all there for the marriage of traditional media and new media in podcasting. And this doesn't happen in the literal sense, but it does happen in the metaphorical sense. Just like at your wedding... All of these people aren't there literally, but they are metaphorically. Those relationships shaped you into who you are today. In fact, you might not even be able to be with the person you're with today if it wasn't for your past relationships. Those relationships shape us, and they are part of this marriage that we're going to see between new media and old media. So how do you prepare for this? Well, how does any relationship start? 
with a conversation. We need to start the conversation out there to get people involved with podcasts and podcasting. And if you're wondering, is there a day set aside specifically for something like this? Yes, there actually is. September 30th is International Podcast Day. Check it out at internationalpodcastday.com. This is a day to start the conversation. Tell people about podcasts. If you're not a podcaster, if you just are a podcast enthusiast, tell someone how to subscribe to a podcast. Tell them about your favorite podcast. If you're a podcaster, go help other people subscribe to podcasts. Go review someone else's podcast. This is a day to start the conversation and celebrate this global platform that we have in podcasting. I do believe that the future of podcasting is a marriage between new media and traditional media, and that's required for the world to adopt the new media. We can't do this without the old media. Second, as in marriage, you know certain rules have to be set. Does the toilet paper go over? Does it go under? If you're one of those weird people. <laughs> Does it go over? Yes. Does it go under? Yeah. And also, you have, rules, you have rules such as where does the laundry go? Does it go on the floor? Does it go in the closets, in the drawers? Where do the dishes go? Do they go everywhere? Do they go in the sink? Do they go in the cabinets? What are you allowed to do? How late can you stay out? When do you need to be back? Who do you need to keep informed of what you're doing? All of these certain rules that emerge in a marriage or a long-term relationship. And in podcasting, we're going to have the same thing. Standards will emerge. And this is a good thing. We will have standards in several different areas, such as production. What media format do you have to use for audio or video? Standards in loudness. How loud should your audio be and the dynamic range of your audio, whether you're doing audio or video podcasting, how loud should it be so everyone can hear it? These standards are emerging right now. In case you're wondering, negative 19 LUFs for mono, negative 16 for stereo. But even then, having to have two standards like that, even that will standardize in the future. Other standards will emerge of what kind of server you have to have and hosting requirements for your podcast. Some of these are already emerging. Standards also of how accessible your podcast needs to be to people with disabilities, visual disabilities, hearing impairments, other disabilities with your website and such. Standards will emerge. Look at iHeartRadio or now Spotify. If you didn't hear, Spotify just announced that podcasts are coming to Spotify. And platforms like this are actually quite closed at the moment, and they have high standards for getting in. You have to participate with one of their partners, and there are other standards involved with that. I think we're going to see standards emerge for the production of podcasting. We'll also see standards emerge for the measurement in podcasting. How do you really know how large of an audience you have? Is it downloads? Is it hits? Is it actions? Is it subscribers? How do you even me measure a subscriber? Stuff like this is being measured and decided right now. There's an organization, the Interactive Advertising Bureau, or the IAB, is meeting, has been meeting, to come up with a standard of measurement for podcast audiences. Also, we'll see standards emerge for monetization. How much are you going to charge a sponsor? How will you charge them? Will it be CPM, CPC, CPA, PPC, ABC, NBC, CSI? How are you going to charge them for your podcast? What are you going to charge them? What are you going to give them?
with your podcast? How do you tell them how big your audience is? What matters to a potential sponsor or an advertiser in your podcast? What do you have to disclose in your podcast as well? These standards are emerging right now and will continue to emerge. And the IAB is involved with these as well. And the IAB contains companies like traditional media companies like Triton Digital and Edison Research, as well as new media companies like Libsyn and Blueberry. They're all working together to come up with standards for these fields of podcasting. How can you prepare for these standards? Well, how can you prepare for any of the new rules that you have in a relationship? That is that you really have to stop fighting and start conforming. We may fight some of these standards saying, no, I really think a podcast audience should be measured by this. It's not helping to fight. We need to conform as well as traditional media needs to conform to us. And that's what organizations like the IAB are working on is to conform both of these together because podcasting is a completely different beast altogether. I do believe standards will emerge. Next, in marriage, you may notice that, guys, certain shirts tend to disappear. Or those shorts, those crazy colored shorts or shoes. Ladies, maybe you don't have the budget that you had before to be able to go on endless shopping trips. Certain things disappear in a marriage and relationship. I have a particular shirt. Every guy is allowed to have that one article of clothing that's drop-dead ugly. And I have that one shirt, but it frequently disappears and reappears in very strange places, occasionally the trash can, occasionally a different closet somewhere else. When we got married, I had a bathroom that was themed with rubber duckies because I made a computer animation several years ago with a thousand or a few thousand rubber duckies, and I kind of assumed that branding then for rubber duckies. One of the first things my wife did when we got married is she ripped all that stuff out and relegated it to the basement. The rubber duckies were gone. And by the way, my wife is here with me, Jenny, my beautiful wife. Thank you. In podcasting, we are going to see things disappear. Technology will disappear. No, I'm not saying that the devices or the, the technology that powers podcasting will disappear. Disappear doesn't mean it goes away. It will fade from our visibility. We won't be thinking about this anymore. So some of the technology that I think will disappear is RSS, which stands for Rich Site Summary. Other people refer to it as really simple syndication. RSS is the core technology that drives podcasting. If you don't have an RSS feed, you don't have a podcast. But we still have to think about RSS. It's still visible to us. Does your RSS conform to certain standards? But I think that will disappear. We'll no longer be concerned with RSS and XML, and maybe even it will be replaced with another format like JSON or something else. But that won't matter to us because, as far as we know, RSS could disappear from our site and be just the thing that's powering the back end. Like, do you really know what powers live broadcast television? I don't. I don't care. I just want to know, is the show on if I happen to be watching it at that exact moment when I have to sit down to watch it when they're broadcasting it? Oh, live streaming. That's why I love podcasting. We'll also see technology like apps and storage disappear. Storage of your media file, storage of your website. No, it won't be where it completely 
is ended, but we won't have to worry about it so much. Like how many megabytes, how are we encoding the files and squeezing in every single little kilobyte we can into our media hosting plan? Does it meet these certain requirements? I think this will disappear in our eyes and we'll just think in terms of minutes and hours of storage. Many companies are already shifting to this. I think we see a future where everything shifts to this and the technology of having to measure and worry about how you encode your files and then upload them to what kind of server will eventually disappear. Even apps will disappear, such as the podcast app for iOS or Android apps and such. I don't think that they'll go away completely. I think that we'll not have to worry about it anymore, where we just tell people, subscribe to my podcast, and they just, on their app or on their device, they just type it in, or they visit the website, they press a subscribe button, and whatever device or apps they have, it will automatically subscribe them. I think that's in the future, maybe something even easier than that. Even the devices that we use for podcasting, I think, will disappear. No, that doesn't mean we're not going to use them, but our devices will become more seamless to the point that they are invisible to us. Imagine getting in your car and listening to the podcast through the car system, and then without pressing any buttons, you get out of the car, and the podcast switches to something else. You get into your house, it switches to something else. This technology is already in development and working on being adopted. So I don't think we're going to stop carrying these devices, but I do think we're going to stop caring about the devices so much. So how can you prepare for this? I really think that you just need to let go. Some of these things we're going to fight to the death to ensure that this particular device is supported or that we have the right app or the right device or the right technology and we have all of this control and stuff. At some point, we just have to let go because I think the technology, from our perspective, will disappear. And connected with this, as things disappear in a relationship, there are also certain things that you have to forfeit some certain freedoms. You can't stay out as late as you want. You can't just veg out on the couch eating potato chips and drinking all night long. You can't have those endless trips with your buddies and jump off cliffs whenever you feel like it. You have to forfeit some freedom. That's not a bad thing, though. In podcasting, the way we tend to measure freedom is in our control of the system how we control the media files, the website, the RSS, how we control the distribution, the message, all of that. And I do think that some control will be forfeited in the future of podcasting. And this is not a bad thing. Look at things like how complicated podcasting is right now. We have a lot of control, yes, but it's very complicated. When we forfeit some of that control, things become easier. Just think about stuff like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, PHP, ASP. Actually, no, you don't have to think about that. If you've got a WordPress website, it's very possible that you have a website that's running on all of this technology, and you don't have to know a thing about it. It has disappeared, and at the same time, you forfeited some control by using just a WordPress theme you buy. Yes, you forfeit some control, but it makes it easier for you. It also makes it easier for your audience members. And this is something I really, really like controlling. The stuff about my podcast and my platform. I have a forum for my Once Upon a Time 
TV show fan podcast, and it's a very popular form, but it's popular because I worked really, really, really hard to make it easy for people to join. It was not easy for me to make, but I made it easy for them, and that's what made it popular. But now you can forfeit some control and just have a Facebook group much easier for people to join, and by making it easy, it's more likely you'll get more engagement, but you do forfeit some control. And this is the risky thing. This is the thing I want to fight against is forfeiting some of these controls, but it does make things easier for both the podcaster and the audience member. As well, when you release some of the control, it allows you to focus more on what matters. I've heard of podcasters who have spent months and months, even years, planning their podcast, trying to control every little detail. And because of that, they haven't launched yet. I've heard of podcasters who have spent months and months trying dozens of microphones. I'm not talking about just like the blue Yeti, the blue Snowball, the blue this, the blue that. No, trying things like the Heil PR40, the ElectroVoice RE320, the ElectroVoice RE20, expensive microphones, cheap microphones, just going microphone to microphone to microphone to microphone, and they still haven't launched their podcast. What they need to do is forfeit some of that control, just buy a microphone and start podcasting. And when you forfeit the control, it allows you to focus. Just think of something like a CEO of a company. He's not in every single little detail of the company. Yes, he may have been at some point, but he's not taking out the trash. He's not sweeping the floors. He's not packing boxes to be mailed. He's not answering the phone. He's not handling the internet website and internet presence for the company. He's not the IT director. He's not doing all of these things. He's focusing on his specific tasks. And by releasing this control to other people, it allows him to focus on what really matters. For you, what matters most in podcasting is the message you want to share, your content. The CEO who tries to control everything really becomes the S-O-L-O. Don't be the solo person. How can you prepare for this future of forfeiting some control? Well, start forfeiting some control right now by delegating. This is not a bad thing, and this doesn't have to cost you money either. You probably have fans or could very quickly get fans in your community who would be honored to help you out on a volunteer basis. They could answer emails for you, sort emails, handle your tweets. They can moderate forums. They can edit your show, write your show notes, all kinds of things like that. Learn to delegate so you can focus on what matters most, and that is creating your content, sharing your message. I think that some control will be forfeited in the future of podcasting. But when two people get together in marriage, what often happens is there's a baby. In podcast, this is not my baby, by the way. I don't know whose baby that is. In podcasting, I do think when this marriage completes and when new media and traditional media are consummated, I think there will be something new born. Consider this. In looking at the history of podcasting, we had the internet in combination with television and radio, and that's how we got podcasting. Today, we have all of traditional media and podcasting, and then what? Something new will be born. Podcasting is not the end of this line of media and sharing a message and speaking out to a global audience. So what will be born? I have no idea. 
Maybe you don't have an idea. Maybe you do have an idea. But how can you prepare for this future to get ready for something to be born? You need to procreate. Well, more like professionally create. (laughs) Keep making great content. Keep doing things in a professional manner. That doesn't mean you have to turn this into a business or you have to monetize or you have to have a massive audience or anything like that. This can be a hobby for you. But take that hobby seriously. You look at some people and you see that they put more attention to detail in their hobbies to the point that they look like they're professionals at their hobbies and amateurs at their job. That's fine. Job sometimes is just a paycheck that enables you to live the life that you dream of with the relationships and family and pursuing some of these other passions. So pursue those hobbies in a professional way. Or if you're making podcasting part of your business, pursue that in a professional way. And as you create content in great ways and focus on the message, focus on reaching a global platform, you will see that something new will be born. My predictions for the future of podcasting are, number one, new and traditional media will marry. Number two, standards will emerge. Number three, technology will disappear. Number four, some control will be forfeited. And remember, that's not a bad thing. And number five, something new will be born. This is the future of podcasting. How can you prepare for this? Remember, don't define yourself by the medium. We are more than podcasters. We are creators, and we shape the future. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitypodcast.com. Thank you. Big thanks to Dan Franks and Jared Easley, creators of Podcast Movement and also the hosts of Podcast Midwest 2015, for inviting me to be the keynote speaker for Podcast Midwest 2015. It was a huge honor. And I would like to hear what you think of this content that I've shared and these five predictions. Please comment on the show notes for episode 222 at com slash future2015. I have one urgent announcement for you, and that is my 10-hour-long course on how to make your podcast findable and stand out with SEO for podcasters is on the last week of its launch sale. That is that you can get it for $99 before the price goes up. So you have to purchase it by 11.59 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, GMT minus 4, June 13th. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash SEO And you'll be able to purchase it for only $99 before the price goes up. And you're not going to see it at this price maybe ever again. So definitely grab that before the price goes up on midnight of June 14th, or basically 11.59 p.m. Saturday, June 13th. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash SEO. This is a complete search engine optimization course, but it's not just about SEO. It's designed for podcasters to help you rank better in iTunes, be more findable through Google, and help people engage more with your content. That's really what SEO should be all about. So that's why I am kind of rebranding this in my relaunch of the product as the price goes up too. And it's all about making your podcast findable and stand out. So check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com slash SEO before the end of June 13th, 2015. I want to thank some people for their kind reviews in iTunes. 
So Sai-Kei's sidekick said, I think we can always learn more and improve in this genre, and why not listen to the best? Thank you very much, Sosiake's sidekick. I also tried to listen to the others in podcasts about podcasting, like Dave Jackson, Rhea Ortega, Cliff Ravenscraft, Mike Dell, Rob Walsh, Elsie Escobar, and many others, because I want to always improve in this genre as well, and we all have something to learn from each other. Mark, the producer for the Biz Chicks podcast, said Daniel is passionate about podcasting and doing it with style and grace. He consistently delivers amazing content. Thank you very much for those kind reviews in iTunes. They really encourage me and they help other people find the podcast as well. If you'd like to get your own podcast reviews emailed to you automatically, then please go to mypodcastreviews.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.